this is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today's episode is a discussion, perhaps somewhat of a judgment, on our bias that some of us have toward government employees. And it came about because I was recently approached by HUD to do a creative writing workshop for 25 of their employees. And I actually thought that was very innovative and forward thinking. And the purpose wasn't for them to write fiction. It was for them to be more creative and unlock ideas in their business writing. Again, thought this was a fabulous idea. Loved seeing that kind of innovation in in the government. So he posted on Facebook about that I'd gotten this request, and most of the responses were very positive, overwhelmingly positive, except one. And the response from the the one was, I'm really excited that you might have this opportunity, but really our taxpayers' dollars are going toward a creative writing workshop when they should just be focused on business writing? And I did not expect that. And what it felt like is, oh, those kinds of classes might be great in other industries or in other organizations or other companies, but not for the government employees. It was almost as if they don't deserve it. And now, I didn't do much of an exchange with her. I I said what I did about it was for business writing and if they're feeling blocked or they need help being able to write more effectively, that this program could help them. She came back and said, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. So we didn't really delve into what the heck she was thinking or if if she would have said the same thing about any company or organization investing in their people in a creative fashion. That would have been an interesting question that I've just now thought of, and perhaps her answer would have been far more interesting. But I wonder, we, some of us have this implicit bias against government employees that they're lazy, they don't work very hard, they just they're there just for the, the paycheck or the pension. Um, they're, they're punching a clock. It's this soulless type of, of work. And, and I'm sure that that's true for some government employees and the roles they fill. I'd also say it could be true for some employees in any industry, profit, Nonprofit, governmental, doesn't matter. There's, there's always going to be those situations where it's a soulless job. This is one of the reasons why our company exists, is to help organizations 
not have those soulless jobs and the ones where it's just punching a time card and can't wait to get out of there as soon as the clock hits five or whenever quitting time is, but to really make it more fulfilling and engaging and a use of the employee's gifts and skills and strengths. Isn't that same concept applicable to government employees? Now let's look at it. If, if you agree with me that a company or an organization that invests in its people, whether that's personal development, professional development, but it allows them to grow and evolve within their position and their role in the organization and possibly move up, and that the more engaged and acknowledged and valued that an employee feels, that that is going to result in the other side of the equation of longer retention, higher productivity, less conflict, more teamwork. So if you agree with me that investing in one's staff and employees is a way to lead toward greater productivity, fulfillment, less turnover, a better world, isn't that also then true for the government employees? Imagine if the various agencies had a true initiative to help develop their employees. Now, yes, I know that there are budget items for training and development. And are those just to, to meet whatever minimum requirements there are without really a feel for what is going to make our people great or greater? Is it just paying lip service? So whether there's a budget and a line item for training and development, is it something that the leaders of the organization have really looked at? Is this going to develop our employees? What do they need? What do they want? What's going to make them more productive and fulfill, fulfilled, valued, acknowledged? Now, some of that's not through training. Some of that, well, it's through training. It's just manager training, right? How do you develop your emotional intelligence? How do you develop empathy? How do you really create high-performing and collaborative teams? So yeah, training for the managers in those areas, yes. But there's that whole companies that, that devote training and development Statistics show, I think it's something like 60 to 70% of employees who receive professional development training, skills training, are more likely to stay in those positions. So you're increasing employee retention by placing an emphasis on training and development. So I'd be really curious to have to to start that conversation, you know, what do you think? Is creativity and innovation and forward thinking and training 
and skill development, professional development is, is that for everyone? Every employee? Is it only for some and not for others? Is it just shut up and do your job? That, that last question, just shut up and do your job or not, it's not a question, it's a statement. That is not going to lead to a sustainable organization. And right now, with our culture and society and the world changing so rapidly, adapting for this ever-changing world, I'd say the future, but it's sometimes it's the present, you know, tomorrow can look a lot different from today. The way to do that is to sometimes change your way of thinking and it's to be innovative and it's to be creative. Seth Godin in many of his books, including Lynchpin, which he says is his favorite book of his and it's his most popular. It's the one that whenever he talks to people, they say it made the most difference. It's about the importance of having an employee, that linchpin, who is a creative thinker, is innovative. Because as we know, many of the manufacturing jobs are being outsourced, they're going overseas. So what's left here in the US is more of the creative endeavors. Daniel Pink also wrote about this in his book, A Whole New Mind. And he covers the very same thing. We need to develop more of our right brain activities and strengths. So creativity, um, art, all of that, which is going to help us, no matter what our, what our position is in our various careers, to be more of a valuable asset in the organization we find ourselves in. My very strong opinion is that everybody benefits when that is the culture, that for sustainable, for sustainability in the world, the organization must develop creativity and innovation, problem solving, critical thinking skills. Otherwise, they're just not going to survive. And this isn't just for new companies or new organizations. You know, we've all heard the stories of Kodak, Blockbuster, these large, large companies that really no longer exist, or if they do exist, it's just at a fraction of the size that they were because they weren't willing to adapt. They weren't willing to be creative. They weren't forward thinking. So let's allow that same creativity, innovation, forward thinking, problem solving, empathy for our government employees as well. That would be a great use of our tax dollars. Again, would love to hear your feedback. So mosey on over to the Schuler Group, LLC.com. Go to the podcast, find this podcast episode and leave your comments and let's have a conversation, a real conversation. Um, if you disagree, I'd love to hear why. If you agree, I'd love to hear why. And 
my sole purpose, S-O-U-L, because I do not have a soulless job, I have a job that absolutely fulfills my soul, is to really help people claim their gifts and strengths and use them to the biggest and best of their ability. And same for companies and organizations. Until next time, may you thrive.